Hi, this is WGNO Sports Director Ed Daniels, and welcome to our weekly podcast of the WGNO Sports Zone, where we discuss and opine and report on all things local sports. In the WGNO Sports Zone, a first round pick and an undrafted free agent, but they have three things in common, and one of them is being on the same field Super Bowl Sunday. Another crushing playoff loss, but there is no retreat for the New Orleans Saints. Listen, we, we've got a, a great roster. What are the Saints Super Bowl odds in 2021? Our panel weighs in. On the Bayou, the spring season approaches with a quarterback battle in bloom. Well, I'm gonna let that thing just take its course. He is as generous as he is large. Shaquille O'Neal lends a hand to a group of Eagles and a college basketball coach not thrilled with what his game is doing right now. I just don't think playing college basketball in, in, in the pandemic when it's at its worst is something we should be doing. But the games march on and so do we each Friday night in the WGNO Sports Zone. Hi and welcome to the WGNO Sports Zone. The Super Bowl, nine days away, and unfortunately the Saints aren't in it. So we look ahead to Saints 2021 in a minute with Jory and Rich. But first, next Saturday and Sunday are a celebration of high school football in the metro area. Tyron Matthew, Darrell Williams, and Leonard Fournette all figure to play key roles in Super Bowl 55. And both Peyton Manning and Reggie Wayne could be selected for induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. How cool is that? It is one of the best things about being a football fan in Southeast Louisiana. A player goes from a star on Friday night to Saturday night to Sunday afternoons. And it happens a lot here in Louisiana. We are a small state that is as big as it gets on the gridiron. So it's on to Super Bowl 55 and for two LSU runners who once shared the same backfield, they now share the same field and the same goal. Within hours, both former Tigers were helping their teams to the Super Bowl. St. Aug's Leonard Fournette rushed for 55 yards and a touchdown as the Bucks upset the Packers. Later, John Errett's Darrell Williams rushed for 52 yards and a touchdown as the Chiefs defeated the Bills. Leonard's a great running back, take nothing away from him. But if you ask me what Darrell really ran the 40, back then Darrell was a 4'6". But Darrow in high school was a 4-6, but he was a 4-6 for four quarters. Last season, Williams got a ring with the Chiefs, but didn't play in the Super Bowl because of a hamstring injury. A year ago, Fournette was in Jacksonville. He was cut in August. Days later, signed by the Bucks. His high school coach, Cyril Crutchfield, knew better days were ahead. In Tampa, there was a quarterback named Tom Brady. Well, to have an opportunity, um, to arguably play with the, the greatest ever play that position um, because having ha, having him as your quarterback, you're always going to be in position to probably do something special. Sunday against the Packers, Fournette lost a defender on the way to a 20-yard touchdown run. Crutchfield had seen that before in a game against John Curtis. Kenny Young um, that went to UCLA. He had Leonard squared up in a hole, and Leonard just 
it was that same exact move. And I was like, I saw that before. And uh, uh, I immediately said, oh, he's definitely healthy. And he's definitely running with an attitude. Two New Orleans prep stars would run in the Super Bowl, just like they had at LSU. While Darrell Williams was tearing it up on the West Bank, Leonard Fournette was doing the same here at Tad Gormley Stadium. However, when it came to choosing a college, Darrell's high school coach said his running back did not shy away from competition. Corey Lambert told Darrell's parents that LSU was the place for their son. Stay at LSU for these reasons. You're going to have no tread on your tires. Your days are going to come after this. And that's what he's reaping right now because you know what? He's like, he got a lot of miles to go now. Super Bowl Sunday, both coaches will feel an enormous sense of pride. Their protégés are in the biggest game there is. Every time Darrell moves, my wife cries. There's a window of opportunity that players have to seize upon because, um, and it's very small, so it's usually two to three years. And that window is wide open for some New Orleans products. Wow. As we said, next weekend, more than just the Super Bowl, Peyton Manning and Reggie Wayne could both be selected for induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and that vote will be announced on the weekend. All right. Busy offseason, we think, for the Saints. With more on that, here's Jory Perry's. Ed, like you said, it certainly could be. With a number of players set to hit the open market for the Saints and having to fill holes on the coaching staff and in the front office. While the team could be close to $100 million over the salary cap, which has yet to be determined for 2021, Saints general manager Mickey Loomis says the team is not in a rebuilding mode. The Saints enter the postseason with a number of looming questions, none bigger than the future of Drew Brees. In an end-of-season press conference, Saints general manager Mickey Loomis said addressing the position will wait on the plans of their franchise quarterback. I, I don't think it's a lot different than last year and that, you know, we'll wait, um, you know, we'll wait for him. But, but look, we've got a lot of other planning to do. Planning that involves 21 free agents-to-be in a challenging salary cap situation. One player set to hit the open market, defensive end Trey Hendrickson, who in his first season as a starter, led the team with 13 and a half sacks. Certainly we were wanting back, but you know, I can't really say, you know, how, how strong a play we can make for that until I understand, you know, where where uh, the cap's going to be this year and, and as we go through the roster evaluations and start making our choices. Choices Loomis says will continue in the commitment of the Saints being contenders. Listen, we, we've got a, a great roster and, and uh, I can't foresee a circumstance where we're not going to say, man, we're going we're gonna to do everything we can to, to win, win now, uh, uh, and compete for, uh, you know, a, a championship. Loomis said he expects the Saints to receive a pair of compensatory picks in regards to the Atlanta Falcons hiring former assistant general manager Terry Fontenot as their next GM. Thank you, Jory. Of course, those would be third round picks, which is great news for the Saints because they can get some good players in the third round. Remember, Adam Troutman last year, the tight end, it looks like he has a very broad, bright future as a third round pick. All right, let's bring in Richie. Let's ask this question. What do you say are the Saints Super Bowl odds for next year? Rich, what do you say? They're not looking so hot. And I mean, you started obviously with the quarterback position. When or if Drew Brees comes back, 
We, we don't know about that situation. There's so much uncertainty, but like Jory mentioned in her story, the amount of free agents they're going to lose. They're only going to have at least five draft picks. And then on top of that, the salary cap. You're not going to afford to add pieces that you're desperately going to need to make a Super Bowl run. Playoffs? Yeah, of All course. All right, so give always. me a number. 10 to 1, 15 to 1, 20 to 1, <laughs> 25 to 1, 30 to 1, 50 to 1. What is it? Don't dance. Nope. All generous numbers. Nope. <laughs> Playoff contender, not Super Bowl. Playoff contender, not Super Bowl. Jerry, do you have a number for me? Listen, I'm not going to give you a number because it's just simply too early because of all the reasons that we're saying, right? There's still a lot that is going to have to transpire. But ultimately, for me, this is a team that's won four straight NFC South titles and has won 49 regular season games over the last four years. We're going to expect them to once again be successful, like we said, playoff contenders. All right, I'm going to say that the Saints are 20-1 to 1 odds to make the Super Bowl next year. However, however, with a little bit of a teaser, if they get Matt Stafford, I think they're down to 15-1. and 1. And if somehow, someway, lightning strikes and they get to Sean Watson, I think their odds go up significantly. Of course, it all depends, as we know, on the quarterback position. Guests of the WGNO Sports Zone, Edith Atsamore's Pizzeria. West Metairie and Clearview open for lunch Tuesday through Saturday at 11 a.m. Seafood salads, pasta, ice cream, and, of course, the best pizza in town. Try the deep dish Chicago style. That's Amore's Pizzeria, the food terrific customers truly are treated like family. Coming up, a large human with more than just one generous bone in his body. And a local school is sure happy about that. It makes it very special because, I mean, he still hasn't forgotten about being the Louisiana product. And based on his battle with COVID-19, Tulane's Ron Hunter says it is time to hit the hoops pause button. Just absolutely feel like just paralyzed. And the Southland champs hit the reset button at quarterback. All next in the WGNO Sports Zone. Prep football is a wrap, but the games still go on. And so do the big moments, like Theo Johnson's three-pointer in the final seconds that sent Bonneville past country day. Hoops, soccer, baseball, and more. Coming up on Friday Night Sports when it returns February 12th. Friday Night Sports presented by Delgado Community College. Education that works. And welcome back to the WGNO Sports Zone. This week, Shaquille O'Neal, his foundation, and Icy Hot teamed up to send money to 23 U.S. high schools for much-needed supplies. One of those schools was Warren Easton Charter School on Canal Street. We spoke this week via Zoom with the former LSU Tiger and 15-time NBA All-Star. A lot of seasons around the country have either been postponed or, or canceled, and this has really affected children. How, how much does that concern you? No, it concerns a lot. You know, these children really need, need something to do. You know, the high schools in the rural, rural and underserved communities, they've been hit hard by the pandemic, and they're really fighting to you know, save their athletic programs. This is something you think that the government would take care of, but, you know, there's a lot going on there, too. So I want to help them cover the cost of crucial supplies and equipment needed, addition, you know, giving them funds so they can purchase PPE, personal protective equipment, reusable water, reusable water bottles, uniforms, and other sports gear that they need to, you know, keep their stuff going. How much are you worried about children in, in general these days? How much... I know you have kids of your own, a couple at LSU. How much does, do you worry about children these days in general? I worry a lot. There's too much going on. 
social media, you know, uh, games, drugs, fights, way too much going on. Uh, you know, I think parents have it harder. When I was coming up, we only had maybe one or two issues now. You know, it's a lot of stuff that parents have to deal with. Uh, so, but, you know, we just, I try to just always keep it positive for them, let them know that mm. any dreams you want to accomplish, this is how you do it. I try to give the kids the blueprint mm-hmm. for success. Because a lot of times you look at a superstar and be like, I can never get there. And I always tell them, no, 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 no. I was just like you. And this is how I did it. Here's the answer to the test. So maybe they could, you know, follow, follow some of that and, you know, create a path for themselves. How much fun are your children having at LSU and how cool is it to see those, see those, those two on campus? They love it. And, you know, they said they wish they would have went there first, but, you know, one thing I know about Louisiana is they're going to take care of my babies. So it's a great place. Baton Rouge is a great place. New Orleans is a great place. And, uh, you know, they're having a good time. You know, they're still, you know, learning. Sharif had the, the, the tough year last year, so he's still trying to get it back, but he's going to rise. It was great talking to Shaquille O'Neal, of course, his son Sharif, and his daughter Mimi, also on the LSU women's basketball team. Jury? At Warren Easton Charter School received a total of $20,000 from the Get Game Ready grants. Funds are being used to supplies needed gear and personal protective equipment and have aided in the continuation of seasons during the pandemic in a safe and healthy manner. Sanitizer, hand sanitizer, misting um, machines to make sure that the locker room were free of uh, infection. And also as far as the transportation, because the tax dollars have really gotten tight, it allowed us to put money towards transportation to transport our children to games. Be able to keep the seasons going, and that means a lot to both me and the kids um, because they have a chance to, some of them are fighting for the same thing. So to see someone where they want to be, give back to them, that's a great thing. All right, well, thanks to our friends at Warren Easton for being so hospitable to us this week and Shaquille O'Neal for being so generous. Well, the games should not be happening. That's Tulane basketball coach Ron Hunter. He's always blunt, but this week he took that to a new level. Hunter said he was 65% back from his eight-day bout with COVID-19. He said college basketball should not be played right now. I understand why we're playing. I don't think we should be playing right now. Um, and, and, and mostly, you know, I'm more concerned right now for the mental aspect of what's going to happen with not only myself, but our kids. Um, I just don't think playing college basketball and, and, and the pandemic when it's at its worst is something we should be doing. Now I understand why they're doing it. Uh, and it's part of my job to make sure that I coach my guys and get them ready. But uh, I, I'm, I've, I've got a lot of concerns about it, what we're doing right now. And of course, next up for the Green Wave at Temple in Philadelphia on Sunday, Ron Hunter. He says we should not be playing right now. What do you say, panel? And we'll start out with Richie. It, it, you kind of get blown away when you hear him say that because, you know, for a two, three-year span, he was kind of the face of the NCAA tournament, something that college basketball is ultimately trying to get to right now. I think it's just a fluid situation. I think it was necessary to move on as planned and to play college basketball. Do I agree with him? Yes, but I also disagree. I think that we have to try to return to some sort of normalcy, but do it in a safe manner. And I think that's what the NCAA college basketball coaches, universities, everyone's ultimately trying to do. 
Jory? And I'm going to echo off of what Richie said. It's obviously very powerful to hear that from a college basketball coach. And it's something that is a reminder for us that we do need to be taking this seriously. This is something that we're still living with in our day-to-day -day lives. But for that reason as well, I think that we should still continue to try to play sports because each and every day when we go out, there's a risk involved. And I think sports are too important and offer too much for student-athletes to just take away again. Jory, are we agreeing with Richie? Do we really want to do that, Jory? Oh, boy, not again. Oh, boy, really, <laughs> The odds Richie? of that happening again, sir. Wow. Probably, <laughs> probably we have an asteroid shower here in the studio before that happens again. But you know what? I'm going to semi-agree because I get where he's coming from. I understand his thoughts. I see why he says it. But in reality, it's not reality. And the games will go on. Back with more after this. Welcome back to the WGNO Sports Room, where turn turnover in college football is inevitable, and it's what separates the great college football programs from the rest of the pack. On the FCS level, the Nichols State Colonels are facing a decision they haven't had to make for four seasons. With Chase Forcade graduating, a new starting quarterback is set to lead the program this spring and on to what they hope will be their third straight Southland Conference title. Chase Forcade's time as the Nickel State Colonel's starting quarterback may be done, but he's still helping the program by transitioning to a different role with the football team, one that can benefit the team's deep and talented quarterback room. Chase has been with them all summer. He's been with them in the fall. He, he meets with them whenever he can. He, he loves this place. Now uh, He's just like Coach Rob. He knows this offense, so he tells them all the ins and outs. Uh, and now he's actually coaching with us as, as an intern, so he is just an invaluable asset to us. Destrehan's Cohen Grenier was Chase's backup last season, and despite very few game reps, he's the only returning quarterback that suited up in a Colonel's uniform. I've been here the longest out of everybody in the quarterback room. You know, I'm going on my fourth year, and uh, you know it's just uh, practicing what Coach Rebo preaches and carrying it on to the younger guys and keeping that torch going. So make you feel old a little bit. Oh yeah, a little bit. I'm getting there, man. And then there's guys like Lindsey Scott Jr., a journeyman who started his collegiate career at Missouri transferring to East Mississippi Community College and then to Nichols last season. He sat out per NCAA transfer rules. Scott says he's been itching to compete and is committed to not only improving himself, but helping the quarterbacks around him. Being at a couple of different schools and a couple of different quarterback competitions in different quarterback rooms, um, you know, I just try to build on top of helping each other out. You know, uh, one quarterback is going to play on Saturday and it's my job and other guys' job to make each and every one of us better. So, you know, that's our goal. Every day we come out, uh, if we see something that, you know, we can uh, help a guy improve on, we let them know, and they do the same for me. Rounding out the room is Hanville's Andrew Robison, Edna Carr product Leonard Kelly, and John Curtis's Colin Guggenheim. Five quarterbacks, all competing to be the guy. A good problem to have and a decision that head coach Tim Rebo says the Colonels will not rush. I don't even know. That, that's always a big question. You can name a certain date. We haven't even been through a scrimmage yet. You want to see them in some live situations. We just put the pads on. Uh, so I'm going to let that thing just take its course. And the course continues with the Colonels having their first preseason scrimmage tomorrow morning at 930. Back with more Sports Zone after this. Welcome back to the WGNO Sports Zone. Time now for our final rant. Ladies first. Well, gentlemen, if I may be so bold, can I start out my rant with a little song? <laughs> Take me out to the ball game. 
Baseball season right around the corner, guys. It's been a long 10 months since we've seen baseball. I'm just really excited for it. I think we're going to have some talented teams to cheer for and a lot to take into consideration on the baseball diamond this year. So She can, she can carry a tune with a, with a bucket, too. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to stick to football because that's apparently year-round now. You know, every time a quarterback just demands a trade in the NFL, I love how on the Twitter, on the Facebook, the Instagram, every possible social media platform, Saints fans just jump to believe, hey, that's the next guy. Matt Stafford, Deshaun Watson, they're not coming to New Orleans. Get over that now. You can't afford them. You're going to have to give up a fool's ransom to get them. And on top of that, I'm sticking to my guns. Drew Brees will be back. Okay. I can't disagree with you more on that. I think Drew Brees is going to retire, and I think it's time. And then the Saints do have a very interesting decision, and I think their quarterback next year is the guy that they're paying $16 million to next season, and that's Taysom Hill. To me, all the chatter about Jameis Winston possibly being the Saints quarterback just doesn't register. And here's why. All offseason, all training camp, during the preseason and during the regular season, what does Sean Payton preach? Don't turn over the ball. Win the turnover battle. Last year in Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston threw 30 interceptions. I cannot imagine the Saints giving the keys to the store to him. He is extremely talented. And if we quit throwing interceptions, he would be great. But that is a big if. That's why I think the Saints will go in a different direction. Thank you for joining us. As always, our thoughts on this and much, much more on Facebook Live on WGNO-TV's Facebook page. Look for us there. We'll see you next week in the WGNO Sports Zone.